We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? I'm BJ Kissel, joined by Nick Leckie and Tucker Franklin. We are live from the Kingdom Bar and Grill out in Overland Park. This is where we are going to be, boys, for the entire the entirety of the NFL draft. It's going to be a lot of fun, but we appreciate everybody out there, whether you're following us live or whether you're listening to this as a podcast after the fact. We appreciate you for spending part of your day with us as we count down the minutes and the seconds and the hours and all that stuff until we get to the NFL draft. Nick. How excited are you for the NFL draft? Let's get this started. I'm not excited. <laughs> I, I, I'm excited to just to get it done. It's like I said, it's one of those funny things where if you're a player, then they're looking to draft your replacement. Right. And then if you're not the number one draft pick, then you're disappointed that your college career was such that you're not the number one draft pick. So unless you're the number one. And then if you're the number one draft pick, you're going to a, a crappy team and you're going to be expected to be future and you're playing young and might damage your confidence. Mm. Tucker, how about you? How much are you looking forward to this NFL draft? I'm I'm looking forward to it. This is like the second or third draft that I've seriously covered the draft. I think with Sports Illustrated, uh, last year was the first, or two years ago was the first time. Humble brag. Oh, not a big deal. <laughs> um, but uh, so we did that during the pandemic year. So yeah. that was the first year I covered the draft. And, and now actually getting to do live shows like this, do stuff like this. It's exciting. And just to see the Kingdom Bar going set up just a little brief look of like how it's going to look like on draft day. It's extremely exciting. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We've got the 360 vodka bottles here. They're one of our um, top sponsors and we love and we appreciate the support of 360 Vodka Holiday Distillery uh, and everybody over there for taking care of us. And we will have the 360 Vodka Girls. We'll be out here at the bar on Thursday and Friday night handing out samples doing all kinds of cool stuff with the activations. And then there will be food specials here at the bar. They've got a fried chicken sandwich and an appetizer called three and out. That's queso dip, salsa, and some spinach dip that is on special during the NFL draft. So come hang out with us again. We will be here Thursday, Friday, and Saturday live streaming right here with Kent Swanson, Maddie Lane, Craig Stout, um, Jeff Allen. I don't know if he's tweeted this out. Jeff Allen. Will be joining us on Friday and Saturday. Oh. He's, I don't even know if you guys knew this. I didn't He's coming know up from that. Dallas. He's coming up. 
He's coming in town. I'm so it is going to be fun. And again, we have been looking forward to this, breaking it down. I know the, the laboratory guys have been waiting on this. If you haven't had a chance, get that draft guide while you still have time. It will help you as you watch the draft, kind of see what's going on and how it relates to the Chiefs. But for this particular show, boys, there's been so much draft content and it's it's finding out like new ways to package the same conversations. <laughs> Whether it's a mock draft or you know, winners and losers, what what's the best you know thing that could happen? Uh, this time it's going to be a would you rather is how we're going to set this up. We've got three topics and then we'll do a special segment at the end. So Nick doesn't get upset this time uh, with the the blind mill. Um, But again, if you can't make it to the kingdom bar grill, and again, we're out in Overland park, we're at 127th in Antioch. If you can't come here and join us, then you can still watch us on all these same streams that we are streaming on right now, whether it's Twitch, Twitter, Facebook or YouTube subscribe, set those notifications and join us for the show. We've got giveaways. We've got all kinds of cool stuff that we're going to activate during the show, but guys, we're going to do a, would you rather it's going to be three topics and we're going to decide which one we'd rather do. You guys have been in college. We played this game before. <laughs> all right. It just, I love this, this new, this, this pleases me by the way. The you know what? We're, we're getting uh, creative. Abound if you've never done this, right? Wait, so it's a, would you rather, and we have to pick between the three situations of which one would rather happen, or we have to pick a, would you rather in each situation? There's two options. There's three topics. Okay. Tucker. Okay. Two options. You pick which one you want. Yeah, I think you've never played this game before. No, I have. I've played it. We are getting creative here. It's we're two days before the draft. We got to figure out a new way to package this. And this is the last thing we had. We're already doing another mock draft tonight. If you want to tune into that, we actually have two other live shows later today. Jeff Allen is going live at 5:30. And then we've got a show, uh, mock draft. The Casey Laboratory guys will be going at 8:30 tonight on all these same streaming channels with their their picks for the mock draft on what they would like. (laughs) <laughs> Tucker is busy today. Um, but what the laboratory guys will be going through, what they would like to see in the first round with their mock draft uh, for that. And then tomorrow night, another mock draft at 8.30 p.m. Yep. That's going to be That's all the experts. Yeah. yeah, all the experts and everybody around the league on what uh, they are thinking and saying about uh, what could take place on Thursday night. But guys, let's get into this. This one, I'm going to walk through this for the, the visual people. I'm going to go very slowly. Nick, especially for you. <laughs> I felt like that was directed at me. So <laughs> I was just... looking at Tucker, but I was definitely <laughs> talking to you. All right. Would you rather on Thursday night end up with two picks in the top 15 because they traded they traded a bunch of picks? And, and the way the trade value chart would work out for this is if the Chiefs were to combine picks 29, 50, and 94 – could get them up to around number 14 on the trade value chart that we're looking at. So you combine a first, second, and basically a third round pick to move up to number 14. And also then using 30, 62, and 103, that will get you right in that top 15 area to probably around 16. Uh, So two picks and we'll say the top 16, and then you're not picking again until the fourth round at pick 121. Or would you rather trade back and end up with like nine total picks between 35, they traded back a little bit, and 100. So two picks in the top 15, then not again until 121, or trade back and end up with nine picks between 35 and 100. Tucker, I'm going with you first. Oh, gosh. Well, uh, I the draft is a lottery, right? I know they don't actually use a lottery system. I wish they would go to a lottery system. No. That's probably a different conversation. Nick and I disagree yeah, on we that. We disagree on that. Uh, but, but anyway, um, 
it's a lottery. So I think the more lottery picks you have, the better. So if you take those nine picks in the top 100, like those are still quality football players. Those are football players that are going to play on your team more than likely, I should say, uh, more than likely play. So I think that that's kind of the way to go is you can take some shots on some guys that maybe didn't test very well, but you still think are good and still high up on your board. And and I think that's the way to go. But then on the contrary, I'm going to contradict myself here. Uh, you go up and you're going to get two guys that, likely be blue chip players um and you need so you need those you know those chris joneses those you know tyron matthews those patrick mahomes to make your team run but you also need a lot of other guys to make your team run so i'm going with the nine picks in the top 100 they actually got chris jones by trading back out of the first round when i believe it was the 49ers moved up for i believe it was josh garnett the offensive guard out of i believe it was stanford and John Dorsey, they traded back, I think it was to 36 and ended up getting Chris on mm. a trade back, which worked out really well. So ideally, you can get an all pro, pro bowl type player after mm. trading back. But Nick, out of those two scenarios, which would you rather? I, I, I'm a fan of the top of the two picks in the top 15. Uh, I think if you previously mentioned my, my love for a big body D tackle, I think that really solves your edge rush issue. Um, if you got guys attacking up the middle, then you're getting isolation over on, on your, your tackles, and I think that'd be the best value. Plus, I feel like you can get a, a, a decent corner as well, too. I think, you know, they're showing a lot. They're, they're showing Booth here at the bar yeah. uh, from, from some of the stuff, and I like the way he uh, is not afraid of contact. Yeah. And if you get – and I think that's what the Chiefs like as well, too, is if you get a twofer, if you get value uh, of a corner, not just can cover, but is also willing to, to get his hands dirty a little bit and make a tackle, Yeah, that's – great that's that's all bro that's hall of fame stuff you know yeah without risking a bunch of people saying there's no way he's gonna be available yeah. there are some mock drafts out there that make sense for what i'm about to say uh -oh. if the chiefs could walk away with jermaine johnson and jameson williams yeah. by trading up and then not picking again till 121 i'm good with it like yeah. that's an elite top three edge rusher one of those guys that some people think could end up being the best edge rusher out of this class, or if it's a cave on Thibodeau, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker, any of those yeah. four guys you're able to get and walk away with the Jamison Williams. And you're not giving up a future first round pick, which I don't think the chiefs would want to do because they're hosting the draft next year. Probably organization probably wants a first round pick. Um, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm very much, I like what you're saying, but if, if you can make it work to go get again, an elite edge rusher, cause I think we're all in consensus and I'm actually on a consensus with the laboratory guys. If they're trading up at least the first time I, it needs to be for an edge for That's me good. to really like it. I can be talked into your Jordan Davis thing from the other day. You could be uh, see it making more games, sense. The, the more, the, the closer comes a draft day. Yeah. I can, I can be happy about it knowing when we watch the games that that monster in the middle, like is going to wreak havoc. Like I will be excited about that, but I will not be excited then if we can't get pressure from the outside or if we don't have that young edge rusher. So I am on board with, with you, Nick of the moving up and getting mm -hmm. those guys and getting some elite talent that can step in and play right away. But in this whole off season of replenish the cupboard, you trade Tyreek kill, you get these assets getting nine picks between 35 and a hundred in a non-sexy draft. It's me as it's being called. I saw Mike Silver's tweet saying this would be the most boring draft in decades is what he put out there. Could be that there's plenty of excitement around chiefs fans in this draft. There's a lot of good players, but you can talk me into either, but if we could walk away with like a Jamison Williams and a Jermaine Johnson or one of those top edge rushers, um, I don't care how, if we don't do anything uh, on Friday, I would yeah. be okay with that. If we could have those two players and just watch highlights, all night on Friday. But then all this talk, too, made me think about, too, if you get nine picks 
of quality. What's the quality there? What are the what are the rounds of those nine picks? That's two to three. Like early third round is is top one hundred. We'll just say five and five, like five and four. I mean, it okay. depends on what the trade backs look like, um, and it's just kind of guessing. But we'd probably be like five second round picks and four third round picks. I, I, the Chiefs are an, uh, a veteran team. They look for mid level vets to fill roster holes, yeah. along with the free agent marquee signings. But I like the idea of nine rookies fielding a, a core and getting developed by this locker room, and then you got nine high quality picks. Like because, like you said, Chris Jones. Um, there's so many. I mean, Tyreek Hill was a second rounder, right? He's number 64. Yeah. Or no, it was McColl and DK Metcalf. You know, they're 64, 65. And you talk even last year, you talk about Creed Humphrey. You talk yeah, about Nick yeah. Bolton, two guys that were in the second round, right? That were drafted in the second round. At high some quality, good valid high value. quality picks. And you combine them with yeah. a locker room that can really do it. Like, God dang, I just talked myself out of my own <laughs> whatever. That's the beauty of the yeah, draft. That's yeah, like you that's can sit a here and spend months talking about it and come up with these scenarios and be like, you know, there's multiple situations in which I would be happy. The only thing I'm not going to be happy with is at the end of Friday, we can't sit here and be excited about an edge rusher. Mm. If Friday night we're sitting here being like, I don't know, I'm going to go watch Mike Dana highlights again and be like, okay, let's get this figured out. Like, Let's get excited about this. Uh, or Melvin Ingram is going to get more, like he's going to have more leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there's the idea out there that they could still sign Melvin Ingram and that he could start and Frank Clark could start. You still need young guys yeah, right. um, with yeah. upside to get in there and rush the passer. And so um, you flip-flopped. I Tuck did. Tucker's pretty consistent. And I do like – can you imagine, like, just play this game. You know, we're at this point, yeah. 48 hours before the draft. <laughs> imagine they did trade back and end up with those nine picks in the second third round and they hit on all of them. It's like oh. half your starter. Like, that is literally the not a nucleus. Yeah. That is, like, the team. And <laughs> you bond so much as a rookie, too. Like, I remember all the guys oh, yeah. in, in my rookie draft class. Like, those guys were all, we all played together for, like, about three years total before we all moved, moved around. And you form a good nucleus with guys. And to have them on there for, for five, six years to be the future – that's a cool thing too. I think what the hardest part for me is with the with the trading up and not picking until 121 is the not picking until 121. <laughs> There's a lot of really good players that are going to come off the board at before 121. So having to see all those guys go and then you get there and maybe you don't take because there's going to be a position the Chiefs don't take in the first round at the need, right? And yeah. you, so you're going to be looking at that position, whether it is maybe they do, God forbid, leave an edge that they need. Maybe they think, hey, we can grab one in the second round, but then they trade up. They don't. The guy's not there. Listen, they wouldn't trade up if the guy's not there, but entertain me for a second. Um, <laughs> but so they trade no. up. The guy's not no. there. All right, fine. Um, and and so they have to go someplace else. They have, maybe have to draft a wide receiver. Maybe they have to take a safety because there's a run on safeties and they think they need a safety. Then you're looking at 121 before you can draft an edge. And yeah. I think that's what kind of ner- makes me makes me a little nervous. And I'm going to implore Chiefs fans, and I think most Chiefs fans understand this because it didn't get it didn't go super viral. There's a, a tweet from an account that no one has heard of that um, was going around saying that the Chiefs were going to trade with the Vikings for the number 12 pick and that, you know, we should hear a decision on this soon. I would be floored. I will pay for your tab at the Kingdom Bar if the Chiefs trade for the number 12 overall pick before the draft starts because you're not going to know what player is available right. at that time. So those kinds of reports are literally to gain engagement, clout, followers, all of those things. That makes absolutely zero sense. And it makes zero sense for the Chiefs 
to tell anyone what's going on outside of that building. <laughs> right. As somebody who worked in that building, who knows, they don't say anything to anybody. We didn't know anything that was going on. They're not just blabbering that stuff all over the place. That is not a thing that does not happen. There's no benefit to the chiefs and those and people that actually do this for a living to tell people what they plan on doing. All right, let's, let's package the same conversation in just a little bit of another way. Let's move on to the number two, would you rather? Nick, we'll start with you. Would you rather on Thursday, this is first round Thursday night, would you rather walk away with the consensus, air quotes word, top five-ish corner wide receiver combination where you get one of the best corners and one of the best wide receivers or one of the best edge rushers and safety? Which combination would you rather go with if you had to pick one? Top cornerback wide receiver that you like, and this is interchangeable for anybody listening. Pick your favorite corner that might be available. Pick your favorite wide receiver. And the same thing with edge and safety. What would you rather end up with? Oh, man. Um, I like the wide receiver corner. I, I like the wide receiver corner combo better. Um, I, I know there's glaring holes, edge rusher and safety that, that the Chiefs are lacking right now. But I just like the idea of of the wide receiver corner combo because you're gonna have to put something. You know, they they just got you know they they signed two free agents at wide receiver. Um, I'd like another one to be in the decks, and then at the same time, it's like you get a corner too because they've lost some corners to the free agency, and, and and you get that going too. But it's got to be I I would want those top yep. to be bigger on the bigger side. Right on on the yeah. bigger side, like I, I know Vermeil. Did you say it? Someone said the other day Vermeil is like, I want a guy to burn him on wide receiver, and like mm-hmm. I like a, a a big guy at wide receiver just because I think that's what you need, right? Yeah. I think that'll complete the Chiefs cupboard. They just have to be able to tackle, really, at this yeah. point. Like you're not going to play defensive back for Steve Spagnuolo if you won't get in there and stick your nose. Exactly. Talking to Andrew Booth and some of oh, other yeah. guys in this draft, we'll well. absolutely do that. Um, and also when we're talking about like safety, it they're, they're so interchangeable. You need multiple guys. You need four yeah. guys yeah, that can sure. get out there and play. Uh, so sure, sure. I know they signed Justin Reed. They've got Juan Thornhill expecting big things from Juan this season. They signed, uh, Dion Bush. Um, so yeah. they've got guys that have some NFL experience that get out there and play. This isn't about replacing those guys. It's about mm-hmm. having a room full of talented players that can go out there and match up and do different things. Um, and who knows, maybe Tyron Matthew still ends up back in Kansas city. I know yeah. that seemed publicly the way things were talked about that that might not happen, but he's going, Nick is going with cornerback and wide receiver as his combo. Tucker, do you agree? Or are you going the other way? I'm going to go the other way. I knew that. And here's why. Oh. Well, when we did our other show, remember I picked boy, a Mafe yeah. and Dax Hill yeah. and edge and a wide yeah. or in a, in a, in a safety. I say this only because I really like Dax Hill. And Dax Hill's versatility to play in multiple positions and in the slot corner, even at safety, is huge. Spagnuolo loves that. And you know Spagnuolo loves safeties that can play corner. Legarius Sneed, a good example. Maybe maybe Spagnuolo says, you know what, you know what, Dax Hill, come on in and just play corner. Maybe that happens. Maybe he turns him into a corner. But he has the ability to, and I think that's what's so exciting about him. Uh, edge rusher, that's just a problem. Right, it's yeah. a problem, and I think that you have to address it in in every which way that you need. And getting a top consensus edge rusher would be huge, I think, for the Chiefs. That'd be that'd be that's probably their number one priority right now. How do you feel that he disagreed with you, Nick? I'm I'm, I'm okay with that because I was I was <laughs> I was not really 100 percent on on my pick as sure. well too. Um, but I, I like the thing, the idea of drafting a bigger safety where you could play mm-hmm. inside corner spot. 
Yeah. Right. We're not really, you're not really concerned about the outside. You're because the inside spot, I think it's gotten so good. And look at the division with, with the great tight ends and look at Russell Wilson, Carr. You know, those guys are, are, are tight end friendly quarterbacks. Yeah. So it's like you got to have some of patrol on that inside uh, with, with the amount of less run plays, more pass plays. So you need guys who are bigger to, yeah. to combat these hybrid tight ends and the one thing and Dax Hill has been a popular mock draft pick for the Chiefs because you're not going to compare anybody to Tyron Matthew and what he brings overall but in the way that he's been utilized in college uh the versatility it's not necessarily athletic versatility I we're going to strip down the word versatility (laughs) and it's not necessarily about athletically can they play inside can they play outside can they play deep can they do they have the mental acuity to play all of those different positions within right. the framework of the scheme of the defense? And what kind of freedom do they have? We know Tyron Matthew had a lot of freedom because Tyron Matthew knew what the hell was going on yeah. on the field. Yeah, he knew it's... based on the splits, the down and distance, the area of the field, he knew what was going on. And so when you're trying to compare guys, whether it's a Dax Hill or a Jalen Petrie, Lewis Seen, all of these guys whose names kind of get thrown around as being safety targets the Chiefs could get in that first round, you use the word versatility. It's got to be an answer that was picked up either from the defensive backs coaches, meeting with the player during the combine, talking with his coaches. How much does this guy actually know the game? Because it doesn't do any good to get a player who athletically is versatile, but goes out and doesn't have the mental ability to slide and play different things. It was always one of the interesting things in talking years past with guys like Hussein Abdullah and Daniel Sorensen and even Tyron Matthew about the way in which these are guys are coached Mm -hmm. because they don't just get to go to the cornerbacks room and learn the basic cornerbacks or the safety or the linebackers. It's such a unique position. I remember talking Hussein Abdullah when, when Sorensen was drafted that he could be one of those guys to play that spot. And Hussein's like, I know I made the team because I'm the only one repping any of this stuff. And so to me, when you talk about versatility and which defensive back and is it Dax Hill or is it this or it's that the biggest question mark that's going to need to be answered regarding whether or not those guys would be a great fit None of us on the outside are going to be able to answer that question. Maybe if you could talk to his position coaches and, and get them to, they're always going to say positive things about their guys because right. uh, they want them to be drafted high and then they want to be able to promote. We have first round picks that come here <laughs> to the recruits coming in for the yep. next time um, along with those NIL deals and giving hundreds of thousands of dollars now, but another discussion. All right, guys, I like that. I don't think it's a huge surprise for this. Would you rather I, I am edge rusher in the first or bust at this point. I don't care if they trade for a veteran. I don't care how it ends up. But by the end of Thursday night, I hope we have a better idea of what the plan is at edge rusher. It doesn't necessarily mean they have to step in and start right away. But in Patrick Mahomes' prime of his career with the finances, the roster composition of the business side of football, edge rusher is such an expensive piece to go add in free yeah. agency that if you can get a guy who can step in and make an impact on the outside on a rookie contract for the next four slash five years, uh, you are in such a better position. And it's the same conversation with cornerback yeah. on how expensive those guys are to go get. And honestly, we've seen it all off season. I talked about it with Carmen Vitali of the draft network yesterday um, on our outside the trenches show of the wide receiver position is when Christian Kirk gets $37 million guaranteed. It resets the wide receiver market when you're mm-hmm. talking about getting the number, even if you trade up and you get the number 15 pick, it's like 15 million guaranteed for that player, which is significantly less than your Tyree kill or some <laughs> yeah. of these guys that signed <laughs> these one year deals um, this off season for like 10, $12 million. You can get the same kind of production for this, or you can get more production for the same amount of value over four years as opposed to just one. But We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Guys, let's move on to the third and final segment here on the Would You Rathers. And this is going to be a little bit slanted, more negative. Uh, and then all happy-go-lucky because you got to throw this out there. Tucker, we're going to go with you first. Would you rather the Chiefs take a right tackle in the first round with one of their two picks or their first three picks does not include an edge rusher? Oh, boy. That was bad podcasting I did just there. Just I will I will go first. <laughs> I will go first. Uh, okay. Anything that doesn't include an edge in the first three picks, I'm going to be upset about. Yeah. Uh, so I need there to be an edge within the first three picks. I would understand right tackle is one of those positions that if they drafted, everybody would be really upset. And you step back and you'd be like, I wonder how healthy Lucas Niang is. Mm. Um, are they counting on him? Are they willing to bring in a guy, um, a young guy, a top talent to get him situated? I think that would be a bad sign. Right. Obviously for Lucas Niang, who opted out uh, of the first year with COVID, he was coming off that hip injury in college, up and down, um, showed some flashes of playing great, but then had, again, a bad injury. And that's the second one he's had in the last, what, four years? Yeah. So hadn't played a lot of football. It's a pretty important position when you see what the rest of the AFC West has done with the edge rushers on both sides. Everybody's got two now uh, in our division. So right tackle, I'm not going to say I'd love it. I wouldn't love it at all. Um, but if you gave a month and people stepped back and looked at the roster, you could understand a little bit. Um, now, I bought some time for you, Tucker. I would much rather have a right tackle than not having an edge, right? Yep. And I think that's what the question is, uh, is what you're asking essentially. And I and I think that you're that when you when you break it down of r- right tackle, um, the value obviously is not there in the late first round when you look at this tackle class. There's not a guy I think that I would be head over heels for, even if the Chiefs stayed at thirty. Right? They stayed. Charles 30. Cross is going to fall to twenty nine. I don't think anybody that you see on Duke Manyweather's Instagram is going to fall. <laughs> and that's that's how I gauge if they're a good lineman or not. Um, so if you see him on Duke's Instagram, he's going to go high. Um, 
which shout out Trey Smith, by the way, who didn't. And the Chiefs got an absolute steal with that guy. Um, but that's the thing is I think that there is there's a good tackle class. I think they're all going to go early. Um, so if you're standing pat and taking a tackle at 30 or 29, I don't love that, but I much rather I love that more than not taking an edge. I, I love the idea, obviously, being a former lineman. Right. I love the idea of getting a right tackle before an edge. Um, just because, one, it would signify Ingram's close on, on contract negotiations. Fair. Two, Niang may or may not be healthy. Wiley, depth, right? You get depth. Plus, if I'm a right tackle and I'm playing next to Trey Smith, shoot, my job's easy. Just don't get beat to the outside. And no, and no, I got him cover my inside. So you could actually get a lot of value in a pick like that with the right tackle. And you're also combating who just who just entered the AFC West chat. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Khalil Mack. Like, come on, man. You're going to have to. You're going to have to upset. I'm an edge or upset. And I'm (laughs) not backing off of that. And I'm going to have to be careful if they do end up taking a right tackle. I'm not disrespecting the fact that two of the four former former players we have on KC Sports Network are offensive linemen. And Jeff (laughs) Allen, who had played at right tackle at times, I got to not disrespect him and say, hey, we need an edge rusher more than we need a right tackle. I believe Andrew Wiley can get out there and play if he needs to. Um, I don't know if that's his, I guess, top position that he would play, but I've got no problem with Andrew Wiley going out there and playing if he has to. If they want to take a higher upside guy, I get it, but it better not come in place of an edge rusher. We can have that debate. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nick, is fuming. So dis- Nick is fuming. so dismissive. Yeah, right. I, I, didn't that I didn't hear him. I didn't hear him. Again, we appreciate everybody. We are at the Kingdom Bar and Girl out in Overland Park, Kansas, coming live to you. This is where we will be on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday during the NFL draft. All the guys from the laboratory, basically a whole bunch of people on KC Sports Network, will be out here. And again, they've got 360 vodka specials during the party. And we've got food specials here uh, with everybody of Jose and Shannon and Darren and everybody here at the Kingdom Bar is going to be taking care of everybody i know we have a lot of subscribers that have already confirmed that they will be here and so we will have a section reserved if you want to come out and again we'll have some special giveaways that we have not announced yet it's going to be a surprise if you come out you might walk away with something a little something uh but let's go on to the final segment nick which we didn't do last time for everybody who's listened to our show before we used to do a segment called blind nil and then we skipped it last week and Nick was upset. So blind nil is a segment where uh, we each come up with a topic that the other two don't know and we discuss it. So kind of like the would you rathers, but you guys got a little bit of a heads up on those. So yeah. Nick, I'm going to put you on the spot. We're going to start off blind nil and you get to go first. All right. You're the number one draft pick yep. and you're not repaying loans to your agent or anything like that. What's your first stupid purchase? And it can't be a house or a car. Because that's not after stupid. that, correct. What about second, third house? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's stupid. And and put yourself even do this. Put yourself back to when you were 21, 22 years old. So think in that sort of frame of mind. Not now, like buy your kids formula or go on a trip with your lady friend. Um, like legit, like you're 22. What are you buying? Once that direct deposit hits your account. So it was about five mil. I'll go two and a half. I'd probably buy like jet skis. (laughs) (laughs) 
Such a stupid <laughs> answer. How many? All I can think of, all I can think of, is the comedian. I can't think of his name now. Uh, Daniel Tosh. It's like you've never seen anybody in a bad mood on a jet ski. It's true. You cannot yeah, ride a jet ski without a smile on your face. It's just impossible. And it means that I would be like going to the lake, whether it's you know Ozarks or going mm-hmm. somewhere else. Uh, take those things out, but it'd be something that aren't terribly expensive, not a totally stupid purchase. Um, but yeah, I'd probably buy something like a jet ski because I just want to go have fun. And you said jet skis, I like that. Better. Yeah, because then like your buddies, double. your buddies have a jet. You the CB thing, correct? Yeah, we put the two of them together and they're yeah. really good. Like, yeah, he knows. Derek Naughty loves jet skis too. I don't know if you guys have I seen that on Twitter. Him, a picture of him on a jet skis, amazing. That's great content. Um, so me having to put myself in my 22 year old head—that was only a year ago, by the way. Um, <laughs> Uh, I always forget Tucker could be BJ's uh, kid. <laughs> the father-son road trip to one, Vegas. One time I told BJ I was closer to his son's age than his age, and I didn't do the math. I just told him. Let's he, move on here. We're live. I know. Sorry. Okay. Um, so it's rude. <laughs> I tend to uh, hyperfixate on hyperfixate on things. So okay. like, I will move one thing to the next very quickly. Okay. Um, right now I'm right, really, now, right, now. right now I'm very hyper fixated on Legos. Oh, like building Legos and you can yes. get some giant, like the Titanic. Have you seen the Titanic? No, one? I haven't seen the Titanic. One. I've seen the millennium Falcon and the death star and there's yeah. a roller coaster. There's one. a Titanic one. That's like fully operational. And like, I would in a heartbeat buy some, some of those huge, like master builder sets. Oh yeah. Like no, no, is it a myriad of choices, Tucker? <laughs> I love that word. Let's talk to Tucker about that word. Well, listen, uh, <laughs> I didn't know how to pronounce it. How would how did you think? My raid. I flipped the A and the I. Um I like that. You know that might be how I say myriad from now on. I raid. like that. My raid. Some my raid of Lego options for you. It's true. There's a lot. There's a lot to choose from. What would you what would you do? I mean you already had I mean, this. I think I'd do a watch. I'd buy like a like mm. a, a watch. A Roly. Like yeah, Roly, Panerai, Omega, mm. something like that. Buy buy a watch. That's what I'd have to. It'd be, yeah. That's what I would do. If you had stupid money, it'd be, it'd be a watch. All right, Tucker, your turn. Blind nil. What do you got for us? So uh, I'm, I'm here at the Kingdom Bar. I'm looking around, and I see the darts game in front of me, right? Uh, my thought is, what, what yard game? I know darts maybe is not a yard game or bar, bar game, yard game. Are you like a sleeper dark horse in it? Like people, you know, you wouldn't think like, you know, the Ted Lasso scene where he's like is really good at darts. You've seen Ted Lasso? I know BJ seen Ted Lasso. I watch soccer, I but I don't. I don't. I've not watched Ted Lasso yet. He's, he's really good at darts. He's really good at darts. Okay. And people don't expect him. Is there and that's good in England too, because there's like the English Premier League of darts. Great, for Christ's sake, Premier League. Yeah. Uh, so, so what? Yard game, just any type of, uh, you know, yard game, beer hall game is shuffleboard. Maybe actually, you'd be a sneaky good shuffleboard player. But, you know, I'm a big guy, so everyone expect me to be good at, like, a lot of these sports. Yeah, you know, like, bar sports, right? Yeah. So I'm not really sneaky. But as a, as a kid, my family's uh, – my family, we grew up playing croquet. Uh, and one time we were at a Jimmy Buffett concert in Dallas, and I turned everyone on to croquet. We made croquet a drinking game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Every time you hit someone, right, and you got to blast them, they had to do a shot. Funny. And then, so yeah, every time you hit someone, then they had to do a shot. So it just became, we weren't playing, we we're just going after each other. But I'm really good at croquet. 
and I stand by that. So see, that's something I wouldn't have expected. Last time I did a drinking game with a football player, it was Jeremy Clary. Oh, and it was in San Diego, and I young Clary. My wife doesn't like telling that story. And we will leave it there. If you come to the Kingdom Bar, I'll tell you the rest of that story. That's my little brother right there at K State. I love. There's Clary. nothing little about Jeremy Clary or how much Jim Beam he can put down. I trained him well, BJ. That was your fault. I'll... That's correct. All right. Tell me it again, Tucker. Okay, so <laughs> I was bringing questions on. I was producing at the same time. No, I was getting a little ticker. It's important. Um, I was looking at the dart game. What? Like yard game, bar game, are you like sneaky good at? Do people don't expect? Oh, bags. Anything. Oh, yeah. I'm Holy not great shit. at darts, but anything anything that requires throwing something accurately somewhere, mm. I'm pretty good at, which even is weird. Under, even underhand lob? Darts. It makes oh, yeah. sense if you're a pitcher, you're flipping it to first or flipping it to second. Good at like repetitive motions to throw stuff somewhere. So <laughs> it's. It's such a weird thing to be good at, but it's like no, not really. I'm pretty good at accurately throwing things somewhere. I threw like 78 miles an hour, and I played in the Big 12. Horseshoe, not, not great. Horse, horseshoes. Not great. What's your horseshoe game like? I haven't played horseshoes, but I'm probably okay at it. Mm. Wow. Mine was gonna be bags. Just bags. Yeah, I like, really. I get really for some reason with that game, I get very competitive. Washers, pretty good. Washers. Yeah, all right, but it's the same. Lots out of your I'm, hands. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. We got a a one v one situation, best of seven, to determine uh, the true Highlander of bags between. No shot. Oh, <laughs> it's fine. I'll let my game do the talking. All right. It's a live stream. We'll get some bags. I'm gonna get some KCS and bags made. We'll oh my right god. Here at the Kingdom. Board. Oh my god. I have a, a beautiful K State bag boards that I can bring. Um, and we can do this properly because wow. I want to see this now. Step it out too. You have to make sure it's level. The yeah. Chiefs trade. If we do like go back into our scenarios, we trade all our picks. We have nothing to talk about on Friday <laughs> in case they trade back up. <laughs> we'll just be a bag tournament and it'll be like ESPN 8, the Ocho, because that's a real thing now. You get scholarships <laughs> for college. Right? I saw sweet. SEC, SEC yes, championship of bags. They do. They and I was, I've seen numerous internet clips of little kids just throwing. Just right Four in the baggers, hole. Man. Right in the hole. Just, but disc golf, by the way, congratulations to the University of Missouri. National champion. Not a big deal. Out of one. Yeah. Better than K-State's like national uh, food tasting championship that we had. Something like that. that. it was? I think so. I missed that. Was it like a, one of those? The like, dance team won the national title. That's, That's awesome. cool. That's cooler That's really than. Cool. I like that. I like that. Bags. Disc golf. But who's good at wrestling? Yeah. It's a real sport though. You don't really, well, you drink State champion. Texas wrestler. 20 0, 18 pins. Minute 35, pin the finals. What's your finals. Weight class? 275, baby. Was that considered heavyweight at the time? Yes. Okay. And I had to cut weight to get there in high school. Heck yeah. To go from 290 to 277. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to think of my blind now because I got nothing right now. So we're going <laughs> come up with it you on the said, spot. You said it. I'm trying to make it draft related. Uh, right? hey, but so don't really think go. we need to do that. And again, a special shout out to Shannon here at the Kingdom Bar, and she will be here this weekend, uh, and she will be taking care of everybody. So if you come by, make sure to come say hi to Shannon if you come to the Kingdom Bar. She will appreciate it. Uh, but for this Blind Mill segment, let's go with, uh, if you could only, these are so dumb. Um, <laughs> He's killing it before, he killed it before he even starts it, right? I'm really blanking right now on a on a blind nil question. Said we were doing blind nil before the show. True. Something you know, just something just comes to me usually. Like I research it all week and then it'll just come to me. Mm. But it usually does. 
Um, you know what? You know what I'm gonna miss already. What's up? The quarantine draft. Every draft oh. from here on out will be downhill mm. because the quarantine draft was yes. so cool. Like I think they should do it every year. Like one year it's like at like a city, I'm, and the next year it's at your home. I quarantine agree. draft. I agree. Your we'll go back to yours. Your top five pick, top ten pick in the NFL okay. draft. You're invited to wherever the draft is at. Oh. If you were going to say no, where, if you couldn't be with your family, where would you like to be during the NFL draft? Would you, A, would you watch it? And B, if so, what would you be doing? If not, where would you be doing? Just give me a full answer. Do, do you need time? I've, I've thought about this severely. Go ahead. You got it. Um, I would 100% shout out to Joe Thomas for being the obviously number one choice and his draft year they showed an empty fishing slip where his boat was but him and his people were out in the water fishing and it was like joe thomas empty boat slot fishing peace i didn't know that but that's amazing that's gangster forever that's stealing my answer because i was going to say i'd be on a boat <laughs> fishing somewhere <laughs> completely out of service to where like i couldn't Get a phone just, call. Just I hey, have no idea. Just get like, back and tell me where I'm just packing peace. my bags and going. Me personally, I'd like to be in Mexico. Mm. Um, somewhere on a beach, maybe in a house overlooking a beach, something like that. Just drinking, having a good time, not caring about nothing and not watching the draft. That would be, I'd be yeah. in the pool floating or in, in the ocean floating. I think it'd be like a cool story. Like, I think this is, this is maybe the PR brain in me thinking, Okay, what we're gonna do is you're gonna be like training, like you're gonna be like working out. Training. And call you. Yeah. Training. Yeah. See, this is that's the thing, such a it? cheesy thing to do. You would get fined first day on the team. I would find you. Hey, Tucker, we saw the video of you training on draft day. That's a fine. And wherever you're drafted, doing it can make it ten thousand and down. If you were a quarterback and you were like training and you had like helmet and shoulder pads on, <laughs> that's like, a double fine. Who was the quarterback that did that a few years ago during his pro day? Wasn't. It wasn't Manziel, was it? Just no, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> you don't watch all the pro day workouts live on ESPN? Come on, Nick, you don't watch pro days? What the heck? I'm so out of tune right now. Now, listen, after we draft, and once we know who the Chiefs get, then I'll be a pro, just like last year, the year before. I'll do all the video watching, but I can't cycle thousands of college kids and get a good feel for how they play. Because I like to, I don't watch highlights. I watch like, okay, who is their marquee game? Yeah. Like this is what I'm going to do whenever they draft it and then figure out from there. Yeah, this is divulging the conversation, but there's one thing I want to give a special shout out to Craig, Maddie and Kent yeah. and uh, yeah. particularly the, even for what they do, but it's nuanced and it's, it's really easy to watch 10 wide receivers and be like, this is the order in which I like these guys. It's a lot more difficult to watch one wide receiver, one tight end, one offensive tackle, one running back, and one safety and say, order them in a pos value position, like in what order, where should these guys get drafted if you're just speaking in terms of those those guys. And one of the guys back in the day, and he, one of the, I want to say godfather of NFL draft because he's really young, but Dane Brugler is so good about this. Yeah. And it's a reason that I always trust Dane and all of his draft content is because he's so good at being able to differentiate between the positions and value and where guys mm -hmm. go. Um, but shout out to those guys because to your point, it's easy for you to watch probably like five centers and have a pretty good idea. Absolutely. But how do you compare 
the center you watched to the wide receiver and be like, which right. one would you rather take or where do these guys go? Because exactly. there are a lot of people that create draft content out there that if you didn't give them a reference and you just gave them video of 100 players, yeah. you said rank them, I'm not going to tell you who they are, you're not going to know names, give me an order. How much different do you think that would look like than they do when you have references to see like about where do guys go? Because a lot of draft guys will not look at other people's opinions until right. it's done. Smart. It's what Therese did. And I used to talk with Therese about it. He didn't like to see everybody else's opinion because he didn't want to cloud his own. Mm-hmm. And so he would always kind of stick to, you know, what, what he thought on guys. But I like that. And plus as a team too, what's your philosophy? Is it right. need-based or is it like best man available, you know? And then that that's fluid as you get later in the draft and everything like that. Absolutely. So, but once you get that piece figured out, it does make it easier to rank priority, prioritize, and then who you have on your board too. So uh, I would like to be a scout. That'd be kind of fun. Like a, like a college scout or NFL scout. I mean, that'd be, that'd be fun just to watch film yeah. and grade people and yeah. understand. Um, and I think football. one thing would be cool that if and I'm, I'm sure NFL teams do this because we got graded by our coaches every game mm-hmm. is find the highest graded players like that's something that I'm surprised with the like you were spouting off what were those stats the like the athletic stats oh the RAS the relative athletic score the yeah. RAS and I was like they have a stat like it's become baseball like yeah. you can measure There's a my rate everything. of stats out there yeah the, yeah there is a my rate of stats out there it's it's wild the the plethora of of stats and and I think one would be good would be not your PFF score they don't know but your actual college score yeah like a real life like what's your college score like how did you grade out versus like clemson how did yeah. you grade out you know that'd be cool to see didn't give you- yeah i did didn't i what's up nothing conversation for another time we'll tell that story later about getting you were curious at one point what your grade was coming out what your scouting report oh, yeah, you show me that <laughs> still right. pissed about that <laughs> All right. We appreciate everybody for joining us. We got one question here that I saw. I apologize if there were more, but uh, Patrick, uh, yeah, Patrick Mayer, uh, what player would you use draft capital to move up and get? Let's go real quick. This will be the last question that we have. We'll wrap up this show again. We're at the Kingdom Bar and Grill out in Overland Park. Come join us Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We will be live on this stage. If you can't join us, we'll be live streaming on all our same channels and all our same platforms. We've got highlights, interviews, content that we haven't even put out there yet uh, from interviews that we did when we were out at the Shrine Bowl in Vegas. You will get that here on our live stream. But Tucker, you get one player to pick. Who would you be willing to move up and and get and give up some assets for? Say Say it. Kevon Thibodeau. Okay. Jordan Davis. I knew he was going to I was sticking with it. Jermaine, I am sticking Jermaine with Johnson. So I love I, I pretty much any edge at this point. Uh, I'd be happy as long as it doesn't feel like a reach. And yeah. feeling like a reach is based on what media is saying. So if they take him, then that's right. not really a reach because that's what the football people that do this for a living, uh, that their jobs are dependent on being right on these kinds of things. Um, that's when they would take them. But if they trade up and get an edge, I will be a happy person. Same. It wouldn't bother me now. All right. Everybody, we appreciate you for tuning in to this episode. We will be back at 5.30 later tonight. Jeff Allen will be going one-on-one. He's got a special guest that is going to join him that Chiefs fans will probably know. And then at 8.30, 
the lab guys will be going live on all these same channels with their mock draft pick of what they want to see or what they think could see or what they're prognosticating to be in the first round on Thursday night. So stay tuned for that. Make sure that you hit that like button so we can push this and we can reach more people. Hit the subscribe and then turn notifications on so you don't miss any shows. We've got a lot of content coming to you over the next few days. And then we have got a lot of content coming to you during the draft. We will have you completely covered if you're a Chiefs fan. Uh, you will be more knowledgeable by following and subscribing and consuming all of our content. We appreciate everybody and we appreciate everybody here at the Kingdom Bar and Grill. We will see you later.